Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That is cheating. Uh, I'm calling it. That is cheating. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit like a kid who um, just found out that it was book report day and they have not read the book um, and they're next on the list to be uh, called over. I have very little to talk about in terms of um, pop culture, uh, celebrity news this week. Y'all, the well dry. I mean, it could not be drier. It's saltine cracker dry. Um, And also the Kardashians episode, not that great, but at least I have something to talk about. So um, before we get into the episode, (laughs) like a little embarrassed, This this is what happens. This is like, what happens occasionally, but I feel like it's never been this bad. Like there are weeks where I'm like, damn, I don't have shit to talk about. And then somehow through the miracle of Beyonce, I'm able to, to, um, talk shit for like 30 minutes. I don't think it's going to happen this week. I really don't. But before I get into uh, whatever it is that I'm going to talk about. I was on a couple of podcasts last week. So you can check me out on the last episode of Feathers in My Hair. We talk about the last two weeks of Teen Mom Next Chapter. And you can catch me on a friend of the pod. You guys know Chai. She's been here, there, and everywhere all over recapping stuff and talking about stuff with me. She has a podcast with her co-host Antonio called Y'all Aren't Mad Enough. And so last week, 
we talked about the Kardashians and just like, you know, just free floating thoughts about the premiere episode, but also the family as a whole. So it was really, really fun to talk with them. So yeah, check out Y'all Aren't Mad Enough and Feathers in My Hair. Also, in the very near future, I will be on Princesses podcast i believe this is going to be for the patreon we talked about uh the season and our thoughts of this season of real housewives of atlanta that just finished so yeah check that out by pumpkin patreon feathers in my hair y'all aren't mad enough and um i guess now i'll just plug myself right i have a patreon you guys i feel like i listen to podcasts and people plug their shit all the time and like I come in here being like "Ooh, should I do this every third week I feel really nervous but you know what closed mouths don't get fed and also it's the beginning of the month which is the best time to uh, reap the full benefits of a patreon subscription so check me out patreon.com slash ebbm podcast I talk about literally everything so if there's like a documentary that you've been uh, wanting to hear some more thoughts about I probably it's probably on there uh this week I will be talking about the Lori Vallow documentary because y'all know like OG listeners you guys know that I've been talking about this story and Netflix has a documentary docuseries called Sins of Our Mothers uh so yeah that will be Every week, every Wednesday, I come out with a new episode, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. So check it out, patreon.com slash podcast. And also, you can find links to literally all of my social media, my Patreon, whatnot, in the episode description of every episode of this podcast. Uh, it's there, right there for clicking, very user-friendly and all that. The link tree is in every episode description. So yeah, I guess now is the time to get on with the show. Well, it appears that another wife guy has um, entered the stage as an official fuckboy. I'm not even really going to talk about this too much because I don't know what a try guy is. Okay. I don't know what a try guy is, but I'm led to believe that this is a group of gentlemen who uh, try stuff for Buzzfeed and that they have a very large following and that Ned Fulmer in particular was kind of self-branded as a wife guy. I love my wife. I'm with her. This is like my everything and everybody thought that they had a very strong relationship and that you know what you guys saw on social media was actually true which you know at this point I think we need to realize look look at ourselves in the mirror about that one especially when it comes to people's relationships but you know that's another conversation for another day so Ned Fulmer one of the try guys Uh, It was reported was cheating on his wife with an employee and that this shit had been happening for the better part of a year or like damn near a year. Um, There had been reports about it. They had been spotted here, there and everywhere. And but things really came to a head when some followers found them at this place called Niagara in New York. Now, let me explain the demographic of Niagara for those of you who are uninitiated. Niagara's clientele's like mm, girls who don't know that they're all wearing the same outfit. 
And that outfit is like a black tank top, some, you know, uh, boyfriend jeans and some kind of like Stan Smith shoe. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, I mean, it's white. It's very white. (laughs) It's, uh, it was kind of known as a rock bar, but I think like the NYU kids have taken over. And so now it's like a millennial, not millennial, Gen Z, um, not a place that uh, like a dude with a wife should be, which is interesting because uh, almost 10 years ago, remember when Jimmy Fallon uh, hurt his finger and he had that cast on for a long time? And because he like said that his something happened with his wedding ring and it like damaged his finger or whatever. There were there was a period where like Jimmy was out here in these streets, like running amok, allegedly not being faithful to his own wife and just being a real messy party boy. And during this time, he had actually gotten into a fight at Niagara with like some other bar patrons. Um, and yeah, this, this was like a really messy. I think this was like 2014 for Jimmy. Um, but yeah, so this is like, it's like a club. You can get nachos. It's just like an all encompassing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Just like the fact that this place of all places would be where you would get caught cheating on your wife. It's like, just, just know that it's laughable. So allegedly, um, you know, this was another like, oh, like an Ime Udoka situation. The guy from the Celtics uh, claiming that he was engaged in a consensual workplace relationship. Um, you know, I guess we need to have a conversation about like, if Ned was this woman's superior boss in any sort of way, then we can't really call it consensual, even if they're in the same age range and things like that, because he's in a position of power over her, right? So it appears that people started picking up the pieces because um, people were noticing that Ned had been, they would see him in pictures where it seemed like they were all as a group, all the try guys were filming things. But then when seeing the final product, Ned was being edited out. Um, his side chick was being edited out because she like kind of was like a side character slash employee of the try guys. And then people were able to figure out through the chick's, boyfriend that he had erased all of his pictures of them or her on his social media and he had also gone private and yeah things everything just came out since then uh the interesting thing about it is that ned and his wife were spotted uh, uh together like yesterday And she said, she told the paparazzi that they were going to work on things. So, you know, good luck to you, girl. Good luck to you. YouTube people are just so sinister to me. Um, I just, I keep them at arm's length, even though there's so much mess there that you would think that I would be really interested in and, and invested in. I just like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, also, okay. This might be interesting to you guys. There was a video that I recently saw of a woman who said that she had gotten a letter. She had received a letter from a teenager who was part of a YouTube vlogging family. And 
basically wanted to make sure that that letter got into the right hands. And so this woman was talking about the letter and talking about how um, that teenager who did not want to be named was like, you know, to anybody who's thinking about doing a vlogging channel with your family, don't do it. It creates such a bad dynamic in which the child is the employee to their parent and you're forced to perform and to be light and bright all the time. And you have people messaging you like wanting to commodify and for every bit of your life and you have to keep up on all the, all the trends and it's just a lot of pressure and but mostly it just like creates this really messed up dynamic and also it's like you are not really allowed to consent to being on camera um, because your parents are doing that for you and how damaging that could be long term and I thought that was very interesting and I don't you know, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, do I want this child's identity to be revealed? No, because there are clear, like, bad ramifications for that. But I would be very curious to know, like, who this family is. And, like, let's really have a conversation about how uh, kids don't really consent to this sort of thing and how they don't like it. I I think it's really going to be over the next 10 years, we're going to hear a lot more of conversations like this. And I'm very interested for that. Real interested. Reality TV kids, YouTube vlogger kids. Um, yeah, I think the tide is really going to turn. And people are really going to think about like how potentially damaging uh, exposing your children to the internet for everyone to see for years without their consent is maybe not the best idea, you know? Was it worth the uh, mid-century modern house or the, the the house with the big sink in it? You know, was it worth it? Was it worth the butcher's block? Was it worth the the cloud couch? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. All right. Do you guys want to talk about Nick Cannon? No? All right. So, well, we're going to have to do it anyway. So, <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks ago, this man gave, well, he didn't give birth to, he welcomed the the birth of his ninth child and just the other day 9-23-2022 we got rise messiah cannon nick cannon's 10th child um he wrote this on an instagram story because frankly that's probably the most efficient thing um and oh should i you know, I really meant to wrap up that you try guys thing by saying that I thought Ned Fulmer looked like David Spade's ugly little brother. And, you know, I just felt like I wanted to say that. Like, how are you going to... Okay, now I really want to talk about it. Like, how are you... That's the guy that you're cheating on? Like, that's the guy that you blew up your whole shit for? Like, I don't want to put the onus on women, but I just feel like for everybody, if you're going to cheat, make it worth it. You feel me? Like, make them at least be hot. Like... I think Adam Levine is not hot, but I get why other people would think that he is. Like, he has the things. He's hot on paper, right? Like, he's got nice hair, I guess. He's got uh, a, a lip, one lip between the two <laughs> the two parts. Um, he's got abs, a lot of tattoos. Like, I get the vibe. He's not for me, but I get it. But this Ned guy, first of all, his name is Ned Fulmer. Ned Fulmer. That's like a guy that you either marry or you leave alone. You can't you can't have a, a, a cheating relationship with a guy named Ned Fulmer. 
There's no way. There's no way that, like, he's getting her to the finish line. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way. Two women? There's no way. Look at that guy. Absolutely not. He looks like a character from Recess. You know what I mean? Like, who's fucking that guy? (laughs) Anyway. um, Nick Cannon had his 10th child. Um, What was I going to say about this? Nothing. (laughs) Just know that he had 9 and 10 kids in the span of a few weeks. And he's got another one on the way. He's got another one on the way. Oh, so Brie Teasy, she used to date Johnny Manziel. She is going to be on the upcoming season of Selling Sunset. And she is also a baby mama to Nick Cannon. So she, I guess, was on Instagram. I don't want to call it complaining, but like, just for lack of a better word, just complaining about, um, being up for 72 hours with her newborn and like, you know, the struggles of that. Um, and somebody was like, Oh, why doesn't Nick pay for a night nurse? And she was just basically like, fuck you, bitch. Like, why don't you pay me (laughs) pay for the night nurse or whatever? So everybody got, was like really upset because they're like, dude, me and myself included, like the least that this man could do for his horde of children is to throw some money at the situation because he's not going to be there. Like he can't throw time at the situation. You know, like at this point with 10 kids, you can't give unto yourself as a father all over the country in the way that a child deserves. So the very least you could do is like throw some money at the situation. So I guess people thought that Brie was saying like, oh, I can't afford to have a night nurse. But she came back on Instagram to say, I just like was having a bad day and I was venting in a way that I thought like, oh, this was like, uh, you know, a bunch of fuck ups in a day, like a laughable kind of thing. But this girl came at her sideways and she was just like, oh, well, you know, pay me then, you know. (laughs) So she was like, you guys want to make it about my baby daddy and that's not fair. Um, But, you know, is it unfair? I'm not sure. I'm on the fence about that. Also, Hilaria, Hillary Baldwin gave birth to um, another child that she has named Ilaria, you know, with no H. So I-L-A-R-I-A, Ilaria. So now we have it fully cemented in the stone that there is an actual child out there named Ilaria Baldwin. It ain't your mama, Hillary. It's not you. Just so you know, this doesn't... um, Uh, lend any sort of credence to anything and honestly I was thinking about it and it's kind of giving lay archive you know like you guys know how lay archive is spelled wrong and it's not correct in French uh the French language like I don't think Ilaria with just an I is also correct for Spanish like the H is necessary so whatever I mean do I want to say that I'm laughing at a newborn baby no can I say that it happened um, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, my girl of the week, you guys is going to go towards Bravo and the real housewives of New York franchise as a whole. It sounds like nothing is happening. You guys, it sounds like a really, really bad situation over there. As you guys know, Bravo con is what in like two weeks from now, I'm not going by the way. 
unless somebody um, hears me and wants me to do a panel real quick, I will do that. If you guys want me to do the summer house panel or the winter house panel or just any panel, we can work it out. I, just hit my hit me up at everyone's business but mine at gmail.com. Thank you very much. But um the rumor mill is that nothing is going on with OG. So we all know that like after season 13, it was announced that there was going to be two new Rony franchises, Rony Legends and then the new class, right? So it seems like they had gotten a bunch of girls, women for the new spin-off and that things have been going so poorly that they just don't want to continue. The women are dropping out left and right. It's just not a good fit. And the stuff that they have filmed, just like, it ain't working. Recently, Leah McSweeney changed her Instagram bio to former housewife of New York and then posted a contract about her filming for something else, a different project. And somebody asked her, why does it say former? And she's like, cause there's no show. <laughs> so I think that what's been happening is that they tried to do the legends series and the new series. They haven't gotten good footage out of anything. And now it's down to the wire they should have been making an announcement at BravoCon about these shows and it sounds like they're not going to be able to. So I'm very, very interested in seeing what happens. How did the franchise, how did New York go from like definitely top tier franchise to this? So we don't know what to do with it. I'm going to tell Bravo, you guys like, I don't think anybody really wanted this new class spinoff anyway. So just scrap it. We can forget about it. I'm fine to a beautiful mind my way out of this memory. I'm totally fine with that. Just give us back our girls. Bring back our girls. Okay. Um, if I had to do like a six cast member situation here. Oh, oh, here was the other rumor is that they're really interested in maybe having a cast trip to Australia so that we could loop in one Alex McCord for a little stint and I would like to see that. So if I had to pick, uh, nobody asked me if I had to pick a six women cast, bringing up old members of Roni, here's my thing. Am I going to ask Ramona to come back? Red Rover, Red Rover, let Ramona Singer come on over. Um, yeah, I think we might need her for an, an, just one season, right? So let's do Ramona, Lou, Sonia, right? That's, that's a given. Um, I would bring back, honestly, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name and she doesn't even live in New York anymore. So why am I Kristen Takeman? I think lives in LA. So I guess I can't include her. Um, would I bring in Heather? No. Would I bring in Carol? No. Would I bring in Cindy Barshop? No. <laughs> Who would I bring? Definitely not Bethany. Heather Holla Thompson, no. Oh, bring back our little pistachio. Jules, does she also? I think she doesn't live in New York either. I think she might live in Miami. Damn. All right, let me think about this. Okay, I came up with it. It would be Ramona, Lou, Sonia, Dorinda, Tinsley, Jules Wanstein. That would be my list. We can switch out Jules for Kristen Takeman. Um, 
But yeah, I like that. I Somebody needs to be a bridge between like the older ladies and Tinsley. So we need somebody in like, you know, 40s. Yeah, so I would do like either Jules or Kristen for that. And I think that's actually a solid cast. Thank you very much. Um, so it was actually reported that Ebony had been trying to push Remy Ma, the rapper, to be on New York and that they had some talks and things went well, but then they figured out that she can't actually do it because Remy lives in New Jersey and not New York. I guess they were under the impression that she had a, an apartment in Midtown, but she doesn't. So that's, that's that. We can even have Ebony back. I would be interested in seeing like Ebony and Tinsley and we can even bump it up to seven. Let's add Ebony. So we'll do Sonia, Lou, Ramona, Ebony, Dorinda, Tinsley, and Kristen or Jules Wanstein. That's my vote. That's my vote. Okay. Um, I guess we're done with that. I cannot believe I got 22 minutes on that. <laughs> Wonders never cease. Um, all right. Let's talk about Kardashians. I mean, the fact that he proposed and you never told us, and I asked him months later, hey, oh my, like the night after I thought it happened. And he's like, oh, I did it months ago. She didn't tell you guys. And I'll never forget Tristan calling me and he was going to propose to her on Valentine's Day, which was like a year since they had drama. So this is like last Valentine's Day. And then I called him like the day after and I was like, hey, I never heard anything from Chloe. Oh my God, did you propose? And he was like, oh yeah, I did in December. Oh my God, she didn't tell us. And what I said, I said, I, I need to make sure this is a totally different relationship because I wanna be proud to say I'm engaged to anyone. And that's why I said, you know, I'm not comfortable accepting this right now because I'm not excited to tell my family. And as hurtful as that probably was for him to hear, it was the truth, I'm not ever gonna accept something and give someone false mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special mother's day deals save big on the season's most beautiful trends for a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, you guys, let's get into episode two of the Kardashians on Hulu. Um, well, they answered the question that I had been asking straight off the bat when a screen pops up and says that the rest of season two was filmed six months prior to the premiere that we saw where, you know, Chloe talked about Tristan, right? So Chloe basically has to say that everything that we see moving forward, she was just pretending like she didn't know this whole Tristan stuff was happening because she wasn't ready to share it. So basically the whole season's about to be some bullshit on Chloe's end anyway. 
So we go back to February 2nd, 2022. Corey's telling Chris that Kylie went into labor. Chris is on a mad dash to get some snacks. She got uh, the chili cheese Fritos, some ruffles, some boom chicka pop, all the savory things for Kylie and as they're going into the garage, they have these like refrigerated, you know, for their beverages, right? A bunch of um, uh, refrigerators for champagne bottles, right? So Corey goes, should we bring a, no, excuse me, Chris goes, should we bring a bottle of wine? And Corey's like, no, absolutely not. And then she goes, what about champagne? And he goes, yeah, yeah, maybe we should probably bring some. They get to the hospital and Kylie says, we didn't see Travis at all, maybe briefly, but Kylie says that she was able to, you know, be a lot more present this time because she knew what she was getting herself into. And I always think about this. For those of you who watched Travis's documentary, I think it's on Netflix. Um, they uh, play part of Kylie giving birth to Stormy. And as soon as Stormy, I think about this all the time as soon as stormy was born like just mere seconds into um this mortal plane of ours travis takes the blunt out and starts to light it and fortunately for a second he's like maybe i should light a blunt in front of my freshly extremely freshly newborn baby's lungs (laughs) and then he goes out to the parking garage like dog this life Anyway, we get back to Chloe, no, excuse me, Courtney. Courtney's standing, sitting around on the, the floor with her stylist and her assistant, and they're going through pictures and looking through uh, Courtney's Pinterest for uh, wedding inspiration. And we see the picture that started it all. There's a woman with her titties exposed, and she's wearing like a corset and just like a little bit of lace. It very much looked like what Courtney gave for her wedding, except gotta say the model looked a little bit bigger, better. Um, but here's the other thing is like, I'm never, I'm going to be a full on Dolce and Gabbana hater from now on. I don't care. I think their personal politics are horrific and they're antithetical to their own lives. Like these men, these gay men are openly homophobic (laughs) and don't think that like gay people should be able to have children. It's, very strange to me. And I just don't understand what happened. Why over the past couple years have we been seeing the rise of Dolce and every celebrity's rocking them? Like they've just completely forgotten about these men's like horrific, like it's not just like, and, and really the Kardashian of it all, like one of their more famous headlines is for saying that the Kardashians are like the tackiest people on the planet. So why, they're courting this entire family now is like very strange to me, but you know what? We'll, there'll be a documentary about this in five years and you know what? I'll, I hope to be a talking head anyway. Um, so they're looking at inspiration and, um, was there anything there to talk about? No, no. Oh, if you were wondering if anything has gotten less horny with Courtney and Travis, we find out the answer to that is a resounding no, because the assistant, talks about how she ran into them in the pantry making out 
just the other day. And she seems visibly shook and horrified by the whole situation. Courtney, however, thinks that this is like so cute. And she's like, you know, she told me that, you know, people think that you guys are just like this for the public's attention, but it's real. And it's like, um, I don't know if people thought this was fake. It's very much making me uncomfortable. And um, yeah, we didn't really need to prove that. Courtney and Travis want to be the most interesting couple in the world by having this like super small intimate wedding or so they say um, at this point. She says that they just want to have it be the kids, the six kids and them too while they exchange their vows. And they've also gone so far as to look for look into a Quaker wedding, which apparently you could just like there are so many states in the country where you can just go into a room and say, I'm husband, I'm wife, love you, thank you. I mean, (laughs) that's not like really what they say. But basically, you can just declare yourself husband or wife, and it's legal. And it is legal in California. So they are looking into that. (sighs) I'm like rolling my eyes as we talk about this, because I have like, one of my pet peeves with celebrities is this like, need or really anybody celebrity or not this like need to be unique. You know, like there are true eccentrics and there are true people who like, you know, don't walk the beaten path and all of that. But some of you guys, most people that claim to be like unique and interesting are not. They're just like too afraid to admit that they're extremely basic and to which I say like free yourselves, free yourselves of that, you know, let yourself, let the basic bitch inside you just be out and be free. Because what we get is, like, Courtney saying that she wants to get a Quaker wedding. For what, girl? What? For what? (laughs) I know that really sounds like some hater shit, like, live and let live. But it's just, like, it's just my thing, okay? Anyway. Um, So then, Chloe goes over to Kim's house. And Kim tells her what I said last week, which is uh, she's a little bit concerned about the rate in which Chloe has lost weight and that Kendall and Kylie have texted Kim themselves to uh, voice their concerns as well. You know who wasn't concerned and who actually seemed very happy about that news? Chloe. She says, even Kendall, the model said that I was too thin. And when Kim says yes, she kicks her leg up in the air. Like howdy doody. Hooray. And it's like, I think she really, really loves it. Chloe actually just recently got in trouble for, I think Courtney was giving like some swag bags and in that was uh, gumballs and I don't know how they do it. Chloe took two of the gumballs and called herself a fatty. Basically, that was the end of the story. Like she called herself a fatty for eating two pieces of gum. So honestly like the sparkle in her eye it really seemed like she liked that kim said that and they very quickly moved on so i'll move on um then kim asks chloe how she's doing and chloe says that she's basically been isolating because everybody has problems and she doesn't feel the need to put her issues on to anyone else chloe says in a confessional that her life with tristan was six years, it was six years of her life. And it's been really hard to process and to figure out how to unlove somebody because it doesn't just happen, you know, like that when they fuck up and how she and Tristan were more than just lovers. They were best friends. They were workout buddies. And, 
you know, they really vibed with each other. And then she says, you know, just because somebody's done you dirty, it doesn't mean you fall out of love with them instantly. So then Chloe tells Kim that she and Tristan were at the peak of their relationship when he had a baby on her. So she can't imagine what he would do when they were not in the peak of their relationship. And it's like, uh, babe, the answer to that is still cheat on you as he's always done and always will do. And I I don't know, like, is that dangerous thinking of like, oh, if somebody did this to me when we were good, like, how could they treat me when things aren't perfect? I don't know. I, I don't, I struggle with whether or not that's like a dangerous thought to dwell on, you know, because I feel like it kind of puts the onus on you in a way. Like I did everything right and you still did it. You know what I mean? I don't know. The real hard truth that Chloe needs to understand and it's not going to feel good is that Tristan does not respect her. He does not view her as an equal. He does not view her as somebody who deserves um, uh, truth and honesty and loyalty that he claims, but he will perform those things to get what he wants, you know? And, I need Chloe to realize I need Iyama to take her hand and say, <clears throat> there's nothing you could have done. There's no, you know, candle closet that you prepared in his home in Cleveland for him. There's no jar full of candies. There's like nothing that you could have done to make him love and respect you because he, for whatever reason in that very tiny black weird heart of his, he's just not capable. And you could have been anybody, frankly. And that's it. Then Chloe tells Kim that she's starting to just feel like numb to everything. So Kim says in a confessional that she worries about Chloe because she feels like she just holds so much inside of her. And then Kim says, well, you know, the fact that Tristan proposed to you before and you never told us. And then it cuts to a producer asking Chloe in an interview, Tristan proposed to you. <laughs> and this would be questions that you guys didn't have to ask if you would listen to my recaps from last season. Cause I know that I said on at least three episodes that Chloe and Tristan were engaged and that that makes this whole situation that much worse. Where's my page six, six article that says, um, podcaster and host of everyone's business but mine Kara Berry said um months ago that Chloe and Tristan were engaged where's that you know where's that I I'm coming off as a lot more bitter than I actually am but I just I, I know that I told you guys this and so I'm not sure why this is such big news it shouldn't be anyway um so then Kim tells us the situation with the engagement which is that she had heard through Tristan that he was planning to propose in like uh, 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 Valentine's Day of 2021, which would have been, uh, I guess, a or maybe 2020, maybe February 2020, Valentine's Day of 2020, to sort of cap off a year of him being a good boy after cheating on her the last time. But when Kim asked him, so she asked him the day after the 15th. Oh, did you propose? He said to her, Oh, I proposed to her back in December. And Kim was like, what do you mean? She hasn't told any of us. So then we get Chloe's reaction to this, which is basically that 
She told Tristan when he proposed that she wanted to make sure that they were in the best place ever, that she was proud to be, um, you know, claiming the person that she was engaged to as she would want to be with anybody. And that she basically told him, like, I don't feel excited about telling my family now that you've asked and I want to be. So basically she says that she's trying to act like she turned him down and that it was like this awkward thing. And, but like she had to do it, but I don't think that's true. I think they were just like, let's keep it quiet until I feel more confident. Now this actually brings me to an interesting thing, which is that when Tristan, when this came out, what the 17th time that Tristan had cheated on Chloe, all of the family was saying, Oh my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe it. Like we trusted him. We thought he was great. We he had been going to therapy and all that. But if you, Chloe, weren't proud to tell your family, then that kind of seems like maybe they weren't that excited about Tristan and haven't been this whole time. So what is the truth? The producer asks Kim how she would feel if, I mean, it sounds like they asked her, how would you feel if you got to propose to by somebody who you weren't really excited about? And Kim says, I would probably just say yes, because I would just feel bad. So you hear that, Chris Humphreys? You hear that? Anyway, um, Kim then tries to pour into Chloe by saying that she's the best person that she knows and that um, really her only um, answer as to why Chloe's the best person she knows is because she's very neat and tidy and that she works out 10 times harder than Kim. So um, honestly, I think that might be the litmus test for this family. And that's, that's sad, baby. That's real sad. Kim calls Kendall because she's going to be going to Milan for the Prada show. And uh, Kendall, at this point, is not sure if she's going to be walking the show. But we find out later that she is. I don't know. Kim is trying to make a big fuss about how the fact that, like, she is trying to make it seem like she and Kendall were just, like, two scrappy kids years ago who were getting in on the ground floor of the fashion game. And that they just kind of were a pair and that Kim is sort of Kendall's stage mom in a way because she would go to the shows if Chris couldn't make it. And it's just been like their thing, Kim and Kendall's thing all this time. And now they've really made it to the Prada stage and how proud of themselves they are. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. We're acting like Kendall didn't get a modeling job because she found herself at the very right place of the like influencer celebutants going into high fashion, but okay. We're going to act like uh, your ex-husband wasn't the actual key into the fashion world for all of you guys. Okay, we can rewrite that narrative if you want, Kim. So then Kendall gets into her psychology bag. And she puts her target on Chloe. Thank God. Amen. And so basically she talks Chloe into doing this brain scan that talks about your physical and also your emotional health. Um, she found out that she had anxiety and like where in her brain it was firing off and stuff like that. So she says, you know, I'm going to try and convince all of my family members to go one by one. So I just want to see what's going on in their brains. So then she kind of breaks down, like, who would she be most excited about? And, you know, I, this is why I'm feeling like I'm turning a corner on Kendall, because she's absolutely right. She says that she really wants to know what's going on with Kim, because she's got a lot of stuff going on. 
So she really wants to tap into that brain of Kim Kardashians, which true. And then she says, I feel like Chloe's brain or Courtney's brain is just like, you know, like birds and clouds and stuff. And then Chloe says, I think Courtney's brain is half Travis and half Mickey Mouse. And you know what? I don't think she meant that to be um, a diss, but it was accurate. It was absolutely accurate. Then Kylie and Chris meet up to chat with each other. Chris is trying to uh, gird her wig and her loins for this upcoming trial against Black China that she has against the uh, entire family, with the exception of Kendall and Courtney. Um, But she's going to keep up with Kylie and see what she's up to. Kylie's, you know, just pushed a baby out and... Chris is complimenting her on how snatched she is. And Kylie's like, actually, I'm not. I feel like this was a very intentional conversation to the audience. Because after Kylie had the second baby, there was a lot of conversation about Kylie being insecure and not really being seen in public. And I think she mentioned this herself that she had had like some postpartum with the second baby and um there were rumors about her doing her own red carpet photo shoot for the kardashians premiere with her own photographers so that she could control the narrative on what she looked like and what else oh the met gala people thought that like maybe she had um she had a veil over her face to kind of cover the post baby uh slow weight loss from that. I don't know. There's just been a lot of talk. So this just felt very like Kylie trying to take the narrative back because she says that. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She's, like, trusting the process more with her body. She's just kind of, like, letting nature take its course. She's not worried so much like she was with Stormy um, about losing the weight and getting her body right back. And so that's just where she's at now. And then Chris asks her what it is that she's looking forward to doing that she wasn't able to do when she was pregnant. And... She says, well, you know, Haley took me to a Justin Bieber concert and I was just so uncomfortable there being around all these people. And, you know, that's something that I would really like to do again. And then she mumbles, yeah, I haven't really left the house since November, which we know is when Astroworld happened. So the fact that she's like trying to make it like, oh, I can't wait to get back in the music scene again when there was a very horrible reason why you left going to the concert scene uh and it wasn't the baby 
It wasn't the baby. So, uh, very interesting. So then we get to the baby name of it all. And we find out more information. So Kylie tells us that they had a name kind of picked out that they were kicking around. And then they... She had the baby. She couldn't think of a name. She didn't want to leave the hospital with a nameless baby because they wouldn't be able to do the security, social security card or whatever. So Chloe at the 13th hour suggests that they name the kid Wolf. And she was like, oh, okay. I like the alliteration of the WW Wolf Webster. And so we'll try that. But Kylie says that right after she filled out that birth certificate, she was feeling like, oh, I think I made a huge mistake. And so they've, kind of mostly settled on a name but Travis still has a habit of calling the baby whatever comes into his uh, weed addled mind <laughs> at any given moment so they've worked on it but she, she still doesn't want to talk about it but it's not Wolf we'll put that in okay so there was this lady on TikTok who thinks that she cracked the code and I'm actually surprised that this took too long that this long because people have been searching the trademark names and stuff for the family for quite some time to figure out what's going on with their lives so um this chick I forgot her username so sorry but she looked at Kylie's uh trademark entries around the time that the baby was born and she's like noticing the consistencies because it was uh you know added by a lawyer or something like that so she's looking at some things that she's trademarked and it's like okay that all checks out with kylie's business partner or whatever and then she discovers that there is a trademark for Kristen, spelled like tristan but with a K. So K-R-I-S-T-A-N. Um, Kristen is obviously Chris's name. Kylie's middle name. Not with the A. But uh, if she named that baby Tristan with a K, I'm going to fucking lose it. Like, how stupid. How stupid. Why would you even want to invite the comparison? By the time Kylie had that baby, like, that man had been doing dirty and, frankly, fucked up a whole best friendship that she had with Jordan. So why she would want to invite any sort of comparisons is beyond me. So let's hope that that's not true. But the chick found out that that uh, trademark was made days or, like, three weeks after she gave birth and then an additional um, one for Kristen had been made, like, in April. So, like, a couple months later. So... We'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, Where was like, oh, then Chris was talking about how she named her kids. And I thought this was like sort of interesting. She says that she always knew that she wanted to name Courtney, Courtney, but then changed the K and thought, oh, that was cute. And then she says with Kim, she is a really big fan of Christmas. And so she initially was going to name Kim Noel, but then she was like, oh, if I change it to Coel, (laughs) That's stupid, which thank you. So she decided to do Kimberly Noel with Chloe. It was, she claims to be a big fan of Chloe, the fashion house, and then changed that to a K and thought, oh, that was chic. Kendall was supposed to be named Cameron or Kennedy. And we landed on Kendall. And then she says, by the time I got to Kylie, I had just run out of names. (laughs) So 
So there you go. I don't really know if all of that's true. You know, Chris just says stuff, and then we find out that, like, five years ago she said something entirely different. So, you know, we never know. And then Chris does the ultimate thing by saying, and then I named Robert, Robert George Kardashian. And she goes, oh, that's not his middle name. It's actually Arthur. (laughs) So, and none for Rob. So Chloe then goes back over to Kendall's. They're doing, they have to do like a preliminary online quiz before she goes in for her brain scan, right? So um, the first question is, one through 10, how willing are you to change the problems in your life? And Chloe has the audacity to look over at Kendall and goes, what problems do I have? Like genuinely confused. And Kendall looks at her and goes, uh, this might be why you need to take the test. (laughs) You really need to start tapping into your emotions and feelings, Chloe. So they go over the preliminary results and Kendall mentions something about Chloe having a negativity bias. And then Chloe makes a comment about it saying, I guess that she had a low rate of resiliency, which she really took umbrage with. And she's like, I am the picture of resilience. How dare them? This is bullshit. I don't want to do this. How could they say that? Blah, blah, blah. This is the only thing that she's really taking uh, issue with. Okay. So later, Chris and Corey have a double date with Courtney and Travis. But of course, when they get there, Courtney and Travis are out like breathing into each other's mouths and like whispering sweet nothings. And um, I don't know, talking about how they're Bonnie and Clyde or Sid and Nancy or whatever. And Chris has to sneak a taco so that like, you know, Travis's boner can come down so that they can come out to eat dinner with them. And then Chloe's like talking about how I guess this is their Palm Springs house. They had been there a couple days and how they like to get away because they have six kids and they can't sleep naked because who knows if like rain's going to come in and shoot Travis in the face with a blow dart or something. And uh, so, yeah, this is how they get away. So then Chloe's like, because Courtney is like, gleefully telling her mother and her mother's boyfriend about how she did the dishes naked and uh, okay (laughs) it's like so proud of herself like this is your mama and your stepdaddy and i know that like Corey, i think is actually younger than courtney but still it's weird They give us some updates on their IVF journey, which are that they had taken a break from IVF to kind of go the natural route, but they still had some uh, follicles that were healthy. And so with the conversations between their Western doctor and their natural doctor, they decided to go ahead and do another round because they had, you know, a decent embryo. So they're waiting on the results from that. And I'm guessing we can assume that it didn't work out, unfortunately. And then finally, they go to get their brain scan done. I'm not sure why Kendall had to bring her Doberman pincher to the office, but it led me down a path of being like, wait, didn't she have another Doberman? And this is another one, because I'm pretty sure the other one was named Six, and yet they keep calling this dog Pyro. And Pyro doesn't seem like a nickname for Six. So yeah, it turns out that... Kendall did have another dog. Six had a um, alleged biting issue with a five-year-old. So I don't know. We have to get like an official breakdown. I need to do this. I'm going to, maybe I should hold myself accountable on starting a TikTok series of where did the Kardashian-Jenner pets go? Because I think we all have a lot of questions. 
Anyway, Chloe is, she gets her brain scan done, and as she's walking in to see the results, like, the scanner is obviously in one room, and then the results, the computer, where you can see all that is in the other room. So Kendall and the doctor are in the results room. As Chloe's about to walk in, as she's finishing, Kendall goes, so what did you, what are the results? What do you see from Chloe's brain scan? And the doctor says, I see that she needs to see me. I see that we need to have a conversation. So they go over and do a comparison of the um, Kendall's brain versus Chloe's brain. So the doctor shows Kendall's brain first. I think his doc his name was Doctor Amen, or maybe maybe it was Amen, but it was spelled like Amen A M E N. Um, so he shows Kendall's scan and. Kendall's physical brain was fine, except for they can kind of determine that maybe she has some damage from a skiing accident that she had been in. And emotionally, they're like, oh, you know, you see this area. It's like, this is where Kendall's anxiety anxiety is, right? So then they go over to Chloe's scan. And Chloe talks about how she does have some damage because when she was 16, she got into a car accident, head went through the windshield. Um, she... Bumped her head a couple times after that. So there's some definite damage there. But then he shows her this like little diamond on her emotional brain scan. And it indicates a lot of trauma. Damage, brain damage from trauma. So Chloe breaks down the list. Like, yeah, my dad died when I was 19, suddenly. So that sucked. Um, I was with my ex-husband for five years and... The doctor's like, yeah, and he had a drug issue. She's like, yes, he had a drug issue. He's like, I know I had Lakers tickets for 20 years. (laughs) That's got to be awkward, right? That's got to be awkward. It's got to be awkward to, not that I have like empathy for these women, but it's got to be awkward because I know that sports fans take shit so seriously. For somebody to be like talking about your boyfriend and in that way, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I can't do anything about how bad he played that night. I don't know what to tell you. I, there's nothing I can do about it. But anyway, um, then she's like, yeah, my ex-boyfriend, he had a baby in our relationship and he cheated on me. And so that's that. And so the doctor's like, okay, yeah, it does sound like you're actually pretty, pretty resilient after all that. And that seems to be Chloe's only takeaway. (laughs) she's like well i am resilient okay you did confirm that thank you so much goodbye and that was it that was it um kendall and kim hop on a flight on kim air over to milan kim's doing this thing of like i'm an independent woman i don't need no man except for pete who i only vaguely talk about now we clearly had to cut out from the episode now that we're broken up or the season um but yeah, she's like, you know, I just, I'm just so happy to be here in Milan. And that was literally it. Kendall has to hide her hair because she had to dye it red for the show. And that's it. <laughs> that is truly it. Pray, pray, pray that the, the culture gods shine upon us this week. Though I have something to talk about next week. Um, but thank you guys for sticking around. I really appreciate it. I know that this was not a good episode. Not the best but I'm trying and I'm here and that's all we can ever do. Okay. If you guys want to give me a five-star review, I would love that. Um, you don't have to do it for this episode, but you know, just an overall, an overall would be nice. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. 